We are rolling. Thank you for listening. My name is Tom, and you are listening to A Broad Madness. And here we go with the continuation of the last episode. Right. But how about you in architecture? Then architecture was your major, right? Yeah, yeah. So、mm-hmm. I probably have talked about this, but I'm young. I don't care.、Mm. Just to keep it short, I really like、yeah. art. And then、uh-huh. when I was a kid, my I I told my mom I wanted to be an artist,、mm-hmm. and my mom was、mm-hmm. like, "You don't get money from that shit." I was like, "Oh." <laughs> Okay, and then so my mom recommended like, oh, if you if you want to still do art, you can take up math, and then you can be an、mm-hmm. architect. I was like,、mm-hmm. oh, okay, that sounds cool. So yeah, I kind of went in to be like, I was that little kid that that always just say, yes, I want to be an architect. You know, back then everyone was saying that they want to be a doctor, they want to be a doctor, a lawyer,、mm-hmm. or an accountant. I was just that one random kid, just being like, "Yes, I want to be an architect." You know what architect is? Like, you know, because it's not a common phrase to use that. So、yeah. I just thought it was cool when I was a kid. And then as I got older, I kind of questioned if I really like architecture as much as I do. And then ever since I went into university, I guess this is the same with me. But I kind of <laughs> like I did my whole masters for it. But if I had probably re- done more research or just like looked up more about architecture when I was like a little kid, and then maybe、mm-hmm. develop a, a sense of like I guess love for it,、mm-hmm. just kind of、okay. you know wanting to know more like more curiosity about why this shape is like that, why this roof is like that. Like if、yeah. I developed that more when I was like a kid, I probably would have been an architect right now. Like you know,、mm-hmm. aiming to be an architect, but I didn't do that. And then so I started nurturing my whole sense of, I guess, love or just, I wouldn't say love, just like a, just like sense of like what an what architecture is, and、yeah. what it is to be an architect. And when、mm-hmm. I kind of like really think about it, when I was trying to find a job. I just don't see myself being an architect in the future because there are so many people out there so passionate about architecture than、mm-hmm. I am, and I just don't feel like this is something I really, really love that I can do, and、yeah. you know have like a really, really low income and also be doing this because what、okay. people say for architecture is you kind of do it just for the dream. And like the money is really really low. Like、mm-hmm. my friend is getting the bare minimum of income while he's like doing、mm-hmm. his internship, but just doing his like first year in arch in architecture. Yeah.、Form. So for me, I was like, I don't think I can do that.、Mm-hmm. I think. Oh yeah, like one question I always wanted to ask people who went back, you know,、mm-hmm. what was it like to kind of kind of go back? You know, because you guys left. Your country for all your studies for a a year, a full year,、mm-hmm. and、yeah. so to go going back, did it feel kind of weird? Like some people kind of moved up a grade, or some people are still around, and yeah, like、mm-hmm. what was that whole kind of? You mean coming back to your own country? Yeah, yeah, coming back to your own country because I this is something I've never really experienced, and even if I did, it was just like for I guess two weeks at most. And so I never really get like the whole. I did. I didn't really need to readjust myself. I just like, eh, I'm gonna go back anyway. But then it's really different for you guys. You guys had to go from this is something I knew, but then it's a little bit different. Like, what was it like? It is. It is kind of weird, and I think that's part of why I described this one year period as as being awkward earlier because. 
you go there for a certain period of time, knowing that you would come back after one year, but you still, especially Japan, if you come to Japan for the first time, you have to do some adjusting when you get there. Um, you kind of get used to it. You kind of like everything. For some people, there's also a period where you're kind of frustrated with the whole cultural <laughs> adjustment thing. You know, yeah. there's these whole, there's these whole like, like faces about like culture shock and everything, but then eventually you have to come back and there's also some adjusting back into your own home culture, I guess. And I think there's also, yeah, like you said, these things that some people that you were close friends with already are already further than you because maybe you couldn't do as many courses abroad as you at home or something. So I think that can be difficult. And especially for me, that was my second one year exchange period. And every time I came back home, I kind of felt a little bit frustrated because you've been out there, you've met a lot of people, some people you really liked and you kind of miss at home. But, you know, you have to kind of leave that behind. And at the same time, the world back home has also moved on. Yeah. So this, this can be a little bit frustrating. Actually, every time I came back, the first time was... I was um, close to my high school graduation. The second time I was close to my uni graduation. So every time I came back, I just tried to focus on graduating and changing my own environment back home, moving to a different place um, to kind of cope with that. I see. Just like kind of put yourself in. I mean, I guess you were in like the position that you need to graduate. So it was kind of good that you had. Yeah, all this I could just focus just like, on that. Uh, That's right. Yeah. That, that made it easier. I mean, because from my perspective, like when you guys left, it was kind of hard. It's, it, it was kind of hard to like, you know, we've been hanging out for a year, like a full year. We've been hanging out. We've been, you know, every single weekend, it's like, Christoph, let's go to the beach or Christoph, let's hang out. <laughs> kind of like that. Yeah. So kind of going from that to just like, oh, like even if we, if we wanted to hang out, you're either busy or, you know, that's the time difference. Mm-hmm. And also you said you're right. gonna, you're busy graduating. So it kind of feels like, you know, the people that were really, really good friends with the foreigners, like all the exchange people, we kind of mm-hmm. got together and kind of lick each other's paws, like, you know, lick each other's <laughs> wounds and stuff like that. Yeah. Kind of like, you know, we get together, kind of like have like a pity party and just like mm-hmm. remnants about, oh yeah, that happened, that happened. Yeah, then, you mean back home, Yeah, exchange students back home. Yeah, I think it's a little bit like that. I had a friend that I went to Niigata with um, that felt a similar way, I think, yeah. when we got back home. And that's obviously like an aspect we share. And I mean, it's kind of like that one exchange really, I guess, created a new bond for you guys, mm. right? Because like yeah. with, without that it, exchange, you guys would not be like, you know, as good friends as you would be. That's right. I think we probably wouldn't have that much in common, but obviously that that experience we we did together, we would become quite close. That's right. It's always like a question that I always wanted to ask. It's like, what what mm-hmm. did you guys like? You know, how much of a backlash did you guys felt? Because you know, it, it was not great for me. <laughs> yeah, I think it was yeah, not well, great for me. Yeah, I mean, not great for you because you don't have this fixed period after which you have to go home, right? Yeah. So I think it's that's, that's, that's just about this this one year period with all its advantages. It's it's kind of a weird period of time, I would it say. Is. You know, adjusting into it, uh, which takes a few months, and then kind of adjusting 
to get back home. That's that's a little that's a little difficult. One thing I felt really, I guess, bad about because, mm-hmm. as I just said just now, like I felt gone really used to saying goodbye. You know, yeah, saying, yeah, goodbye, like give up goodbye. I feel like the mm-hmm. goodbye part is actually easier, but then the getting no to know another person, another batch. That's yeah. actually the worst. But doesn't also re- like, doesn't that also repeat itself? Like, it does. It's usually just the same topics, right? You're it does. usually just that's that's why it's the hardest part. But then, I mean, for me, thankfully, there are some parts that repeat itself. But then it becomes mm-hmm. kind of like a joke for me. It's like, oh, that happened again, <laughs> like that. Mm-hmm. But then, thankfully, I've had like you guys. As I said, you guys were the chillest batch, and the next batch mm-hmm. was. The craziest batch, yeah. And the next batch, I was like focusing more on my uni, like uh, uni stuff because I had to graduate, so I didn't really have that much mm-hmm. time. I still hang out with them, but it was kind of just you know here and there, on and off. Later than, yeah, I mean later than that. This was already in my my first year of master. I made really a lot of good friends there too. And then COVID hit, and then so yeah, that's it. Yeah, I see. I understand. So it kind of felt like every batch was really different. Every batch has like such. <laughs> Like, you know, people with such personalities that you don't yeah. think that it's kind of like the same. Like people mm-hmm. kind of assume like, oh, the people who always come abroad are going to be kind of like the same people. Like, oh, to Japan, you're, everyone's going to like anime mm-hmm. or like yeah. manga. But then mm-hmm. when you actually, you know, come into contact with everyone, you find out that, yes, some people do actually really like anime manga. Yeah. But then that's, that's, that's not just that about them. There's so much more. Like, you know, reasons why they want to come to Japan. I mean, Mm -hmm. anime might have been like a really big part, but then it's kind of like you. Some people just wanted to learn Japanese culture because you're so into it. Yeah. Yeah. For many people, I I can see that, you know, this this cultural um, image you have beforehand, maybe with anime and manga being a part of it. It's kind of just the point of starting out with Japan or like the incentive kind of to go there. But I think for many people, it would change when after you arrive, like because yeah. you have kind of this prefabricated image about Japan. After you arrive, this kind of you have to kind of like see how it really is. You kind of accept that yeah. anime is an anime and manga not all around. Yeah, I actually read and watch less manga and anime ever since <laughs> I came to Japan. Yeah, because yeah, you... I, to be honest, like I don't, I've, I've never really. I've never like, I know like two or three anime, and I've mm-hmm. never read a single manga in my whole life. Like mm-hmm. this is just I don't know. This has just not been something that I was really interested in. But I mean, just like kind of being in Japan. First of all, like if you use like Prime, like Prime Amazon, or like just yeah. any streaming websites in Japan, mm-hmm. they don't have subtitles like in English or Chinese or any language. Some of them don't even have Japanese subtitles, which I'm like, what am I supposed to do? I want to learn Japanese. Like, you know, some, some people use, yeah, ja- yeah, use anime to learn Japanese, right? Of so course. It yeah. would be helpful to have Japanese subtitles, at least. Mm-hmm. They don't have it, which is like, what? <laughs> Doesn't yeah. make sense. And also like all the manga sites that you've been using, all the illegal manga sites you've been using doesn't really work in Japan. So yeah, it's kind of like you went from being able to get in touch with so much like of like anime and manga a culture that you think is about japan 
And then suddenly、mm-hmm. you come to Japan and you you found out that there's not really that much things that are made for foreigners. Most of it is just for Japanese people to kind of yeah, just self consumption. Yeah, I see. That makes sense. So yeah, I mean, it makes sense that I've just gotten less and less interested in it. Sometimes it like you know, a really good one comes out. I'm gonna make oh yeah sure. I'm gonna watch it. Just have some fun. But most of the time, it's you know, just it kind of just fades away. I guess. Going back to, I mean, <laughs> your like your your experience. You said that you came back to Japan for like the second time, so yeah. I mean, what made、yeah. you want to do that? And also, I guess you didn't do like the normal studying abroad as you did for the first time, right?、Mm-hmm. So That's right. How was like the application? Because this is definitely very different, right? Yeah, it's quite different, and I didn't have like I didn't have that plan to come back specifically when I came back home. Um, after Niigata, but like I said, after graduating、um, from my undergraduate degree, I went into this kind of practical training、um, where you go through different stages that all have a different profession you're being trained in, like a legal traineeship, right? So there is actually an opportunity for one of the stages to do it abroad. And I applied for that, and luckily I got accepted in Tokyo, and I was able to do like a three to four month traineeship in Tokyo for that. What was that like, like the whole experience? Because I don't think I've ever asked you. Like, yeah, y- you just came to Japan, and I was like, oh, you're in Japan, come to Niigata, and then you kind of took. <laughs> yeah, some that's、time. how it usually is. That's how it usually is. But, and you、um, kind of took some time、yeah. to come over, and then we just hang out. But then we never really talked about it. Like, how did it happen? And you know, what did you get out from it? Was it okay? Was it fine? Was it terrible? Yeah. But how yeah. was it? How was? I mean,、um, all in all, it was just a great experience. I I really enjoyed that, and I think it gave me a lot for my. For my future, and also insight into what I want to do later, what I want to work as later.、Um, and of course, like I said earlier, for a long time, Niigata has kind of been my like default impression of Japan. So also, just living in Tokyo for four months was just it changed my image about Japan <laughs> because I came from this you know rural northeastern Japan to Tokyo, and then. That was that kind of complemented my whole image about what Japan is like. How so? Well, you know, it's just much more busy in Tokyo, and、yeah. it's much more international. I th- I also think that people in Tokyo are more used to foreigners. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean they're and, they're like yeah, the, the big city. If they're not used to foreigners, yeah, yeah. Like, we're fucked basically. It, it's it's. Quite different Tokyo is from Niigata, from the experience of living there. It was nice. I enjoyed that. How was it like just、uh, moving in? What was the moving in process for you? Because I think like、uh, back in university, you had like tutor, you had like a lot of people helping you out, and everything was kind of decided from the start. So even though you guys had like, yeah, you guys had like a little bit of a, a headache to doing it in your know, Niigata, but. I assume it's probably hell in Tokyo. I think it would be usually. I was lucky.、Um, in principle, I would have to do it myself, but I 
got to know a student that had the same position as me before at the same place of work. Mm-hmm. So he kind of um, transferred it to me. Like I, I never really met him. He just kind of put the key at the working place where I picked it up and then went <laughs> to my apartment. But that was that was very easy for me that way. But I think I was just lucky. I know some other people that had to live in Tokyo that would go to like um, hostel or something like right. that for the whole time right. and only had like bedroom for themselves, but had to share like a kitchen and bath and everything. Luckily, I didn't have that. I had my own apartment for the period. Because like you were, you're staying for like four months. So right. that's not a long, oh. like, because I, if I'm not mm-hmm. wrong, Japanese house, like to rent a Japanese apartment, you first you have to have like a really long visa <laughs> for that. Like right. you have to prove that you, you have to yeah. prove that you're going to be staying here. Mm-hmm. And I don't think they ran out for months. They always ran out like a year or two years. That's, that's usually right. the contract. That's right. And that's people that stay for a shorter period of time choose these hostels or share houses right. which is our really, share house right it's actually becoming really share really mainstream recently mm-hmm. common yeah, yeah. Uh, kind of um, more common because people i guess people just really like con like human contact i mean i know i want some human contact mm-hmm. yeah I, I think it depends i'm not sure if i really enjoy it that much um, most of the most of the days when i came home from work like seven or eight i would just like to chill at home yeah. <laughs> like because and, it be, and like i probably wouldn't have that much fun hanging out with a whole bunch of other people and you know i think share houses is also you know you're in there with a bunch of other foreigners that also get to experience japan from their perspective yeah so which is interesting and which i enjoyed in niigata because like i said you have like a common experience that can make you closer, like grow closer or something. But after a while, I feel like the topics kind of revolve around the same issues. So I think I I was fine with just living alone and like selectively choosing when I want to meet someone mm. and talk about these things. So, yeah. So I'm not sure I would really personally enjoy a share house, but I think, yeah, it's it's a great opportunity if you want to, just stay under and in like an under a year period in mm. Japan. You said that, you know, usually people always just talk about the same topics. You know, once you're friends with someone and then because you guys have, have this in common. So you would just, you would just talk a lot about this common topic or just like a, for in this case, like just studying abroad. But then, I mean, I think you've done it. So is there any way to kind of break out from like this topic and just like talk about something else? Is there like a, I guess a way or just a, a key point? <laughs> I'm not sure why I, th- I just thought of Japanese, like a kikake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what yeah. kikake is in Japanese yeah. and English, but just like yeah. kind of like a, kind of like a point where you can kind of turn the topics into something else. Yeah. Obviously, I mean, it it just depends on the person, right? With some people, you just get along quite well, and then Mm -hmm. you can talk about anything. But I think especially the situation of someone from from a foreign country coming to Japan and being in this context of learning Japanese culture and Japanese language, it's usually almost like a formalized setting, right? The topics when when you study Japanese together, 
like the format is so much the same. There's a fixed number of topics you talk about. Obviously, the food, a lot of cultural stereotypes, also yeah. the language, traveling, places to travel to. So I think it, you can't really go around talking about these issues when you first come there, and when you're in this context of other people that have. That have just come to Japan and have a similar experience to you. So sometimes it can be hard to break out of there and have this like kikake right. moment, yeah. as you say. But obviously, there are some people that you get along well with and that you can form a deeper relationship with. But especially if you, I think if if I would go back and stay in Japan for a longer time, if I should ever do that, I think this is what I would aim for. That I, you know, that. You meet some like good friends that you can have like a deeper relationship with than just this, you know, exchange about your first impressions of Japan, which which kind of becomes the natural topic many many times. Because this has ha definitely happened to me, as I said, like I had to talk to different batches of people. So I've always tried my best. To just like talk mm -hmm. about this person, kind of get to know more about this person personally. Mm -hmm. Kind of like yeah, this is why I am I'm envious of people who have like smoke breaks. Oh, smoke breaks! Yeah, yeah, I've heard they have some social aspect to them. Right, because <laughs> people like they would be like, "Hey, come, let's go to, go have a smoke break," and then they would just go out, and then they would like talk for twenty, thirty minutes, and then they would have like the most because. I guess like most of the time they're either really drunk and also, you know, kind of like a bit high from the cigarette, so they will have like really weird or random but just really meaningful, you know, just top like topics or just talks on that point. And I've always been really envious, not of the smoke, just of the topics that they get to, they get to talk about. Oh yeah, I I forgot. <laughs> I I we we've just been talking about like your experiences with like the whole. A broad situation, but you remember like uh, what we talk about like the last time we recorded. <laughs> yeah, you meant like um, cycling. Yeah, about the cycling like, thing. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's probably. I mean, I already kind of brought it up, but you know, to make it smoother, to make it sound smoother. Sure, just when... do whatever you can, <laughs> as 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 in your role of like moderator. Too. When you were in like university, or when you started working, or something. Have you ever had like a hobby be besides like you know cycling, like because when you were in Japan you didn't have that. Wait, was it was your cycling always your hobby or no? No, it hadn't always been my hobby. Like you know, sometimes this is also one of those topics that you first talk about when you come to Japan, right? Like you, people ask you for like shumi. Oh like, yeah, 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 yeah. What, yeah, what, yeah. what kind of hobbies you got? I've actually I've always had a hard time answering that because. For most of my life, I probably didn't have this like real big hobby that mm -hmm. kind of like made up a big part of my life. But right. cycling is something I just discovered when I just came back from Japan the first time. I think it's also something was busy with and kind of a new thing I discovered after after coming back home. So I I just started out after I I came back home from Niigata, and so, you know since then it's been it's been kind of a part of my life. Yeah. What was like, I guess yeah. the introduction to this hobby? It also kind of just developed slowly. I guess I've always had a bicycle, and I've mostly used it for everyday, like errands or going to uni or something. It's yeah. never really been like a 
uh, thing for itself. But at one point, I just got the idea. I wanted to like do some short trip, but I didn't really like just for the day. But I didn't really <laughs> want to want to like use the train or like go with a car or something like that. So I just kind of looked at the map and kind of checked out the cities, how far they were away, and then I just kind of got the idea. Well, you, know, you might just want to you know try cycling there and like. <laughs> This was the the city that was the closest was around 50, 50 kilometers, right? So I just um, I really just took my bike and just started cycling there, and just to see as kind of a challenge, like if I can make it, how long it's going to take me, if I'm going to be exhausted. So I just really tried that out, and it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun for me because I realized that with a bicycle you can go quite far yeah. compared to with foot. Yeah. But you're still doing it all on your own, like with your own power. Yeah, it is. Um, it is. And also compared to train or car, you see the whole landscape. You can like discover so many things on the way. Like you're literally just on the on the ground and, and on every part of the of the journey. So I think that's what I like about cycling. That's what I discovered there that made me, you know, enjoy cycling and pursue pursue it more. I mean, I guess it just started with just a bit of an enjoyment. I mean, in right. some way, like doing a podcast is kind of like my hobby. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, that's nice. This episode is getting a little bit too long, so I'm just going to cut it here. If you're interested in binge listening to the next episode, head over. It's probably out right now. As always, thank you for listening. My name is Tom. This is Abroad Madness, and we'll see you next episode. Bye-bye.